Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up is Rosemary Williams, owner of Canine This Dog Obedience Training. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So we talked a little bit before we came on air, but I want to hear from you. Tell us a little bit about what your message is for pet owners. Well, what I'm, when I would like for pet under, uh, owners to understand is that uh, if you speak the dog's language, which is silent messages with your body, you got uh, you can lead your canine pack and your human pack with the same methods. It's the way you manage yourself, your body language, and your senses. And so much of, of uh, what we're trying to do as we train our pets and train our dogs in particular is, is having them recognize who the leader of the pack is. And ultimately, the human is the leader of the pack. The um, human and, is the leader of the pack. And, and so how we communicate both verbally, non-verbally, how we interact with that dog sends a whole host of messages to them. Right. The, the whole host. The dog is going to recognize your body language before they're going to listen to your verbal command. So if, if you're using your body language and your movements to, to uh, guide and direct your dog, it's called uh, socializing. Um, social learning is actually up there with imprinting. But social learning is, is higher ranking, but the body language is what everything does for you and your dog. So if the, if the dog doesn't see you as leading the pack, they're going to step up to it. So I, I would imagine in, in your field, you've seen, you've seen it all, so to speak. You've seen, seen probably a, a lot of uh, what you would consider just people doing it all wrong. What, what, what comes to mind? Share with us some, some, some situations or some um, most common pitfalls that you see in people trying okay. to interact with their dogs and trying to train their dogs. Well, okay. So like, uh, like maybe a decade ago, this would have surprised me or stunned me. But when I go into a home where people are asking me to come in because they're ha they have multiple dogs in their in their pack and they don't have control of what's going on or they're starting to see fist bites among them or reactive toward things and other people. And when I go in and I say, okay, so who's leading this pack? And the humans will talk to each other and look around and then they'll point to one of the dogs. And I go wrong. <laughs> the dogs don't lead nothing. One of you guys have got to be leading this pack. And you see the shock come over their faces when they realize that they haven't taken because they want to love their pets and, and flourish them with all this love and everything. But it's an unhealthy balance between affection and obedience. And then you're going to see all this uh, aggression and reactiveness to, to their environment and the people in it. So, um, you know, it, it, it's probably the same uh, principle can be applied to, to dogs, I would imagine, as kids. Uh, get them early and train them early. Uh, yeah. um, but, but can you break dogs of bad habits as, Absolutely. as they mature? Absolutely. The dog's bad habits are what we imprinted. You imprint those bad habits on them. Uh, we're, enab like, we're enablers. We, we allow enabler. it to happen. Exactly, right? And, and let me say this. When um, a, a, a owner, a handler, and a dog approach me for the first time, I, by the way they're managing their dog is the way they manage their lives. It's the way they manage the people in it. It's the way they manage their household, their business. I know exactly what's going on within those few seconds that I see you walking toward me with that dog. And I know which avenues I need to bounce off of to get you straightened out. So when you're dealing with people, 
it, it's the same concept. If you're uh, screaming and yelling, like you're, you're yelling at somebody, why'd you do that? Or you're, you're quiet, which one do you think they're gonna go to? The quietness, because that quiet, calm is leadership, it's confidence, loud is not. And then the other thing that happens, and this is with people, kids, canine, whatever you want, if you're shouting, you're emotional, that's what they're focused on. They're focused on your emotion and not the task at hand that you're trying to resolve. So again, a very basic premise is consistency and calmness is what I'm hearing you say. Calmness yeah. and, and making sure that they are, are uh, responsive to not only your voice commands, but obviously your body language and things yeah. of that nature as well. Um, so when you get involved uh and and i imagine you're you're called on for um training of all sorts um you know whether it's uh and, and again in your name uh, of the company is obedience um obedience can take on many forms i would imagine uh behavior um you know one of the things i think a lot of people struggle with are vocal dogs um dogs who bark at all, all sights and sounds i've just recently been uh, in a number of business meetings with somebody who's who, who says her dog is quiet the entire time until she gets on a zoom <laughs> and then the dog is very vocal um but what what are some of the things that 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 you see people struggling with uh is it is barking a common yeah. uh, concern well, for people and yes vocal? it is and i'm glad you brought that up because that 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 has a lot of it people would want me because dogs are barking out their windows and there's nothing out there well they they smell and hear things that you don't and it's the way you react to them so the funny thing about women with the zoom is that the what's happening with i don't know what breed her dog is but i can guess it's about there's a change and her focus is on something else and he the, the dog hears all this other stuff going on so in, instead of asserting like, okay, everything's fine. I need you to go over here, get in your place, eat, take your bone and your toy and I'll be with you in a minute, you know, to assure it in that way. Now a barking dog at a window, imagine this, dog's barking, barking and you say, hey, shut up, hey, shut up. The dog looks over at you, goes back to barking and you yell louder, right? So the dog's right, that's right, I got backup, man. My, my, my owners are barking too. That's how they read all that. Versus if you went over to the window, looked out, not saying a word, just looked out and walked away. As a pack leader, you just said, I don't know what you're barking at, but there's no danger. And they'll follow you away from that. So, so you really, um, what, I, what I'm hearing you say is you're looking to emulate the behavior that you desire in your dog. So again, mm -hmm. it really comes back to being the leader of the pack by uh, emulating the behaviors and the and the uh, activities that you're looking for in your in your pet. Yes, yeah. you want them. To, you want them to enjoy them. You don't want a constant chaos. And there's another thing I do is that dogs do. Dogs should never answer the door. You know, so that that's another uh, training session I do with people, and it's about the way you respond to the way the dog is acting. So you teach you teach the dog and people the same way. If, if you have uh, a, a crying child in the store or something and, and the way you react to that child just makes it even worse, right? So it's the way you respond is the reaction that you're going to get. So if they're loud, you're loud, it's all going to be the same thing. It just brings it up higher. <laughs> 
So, so Rosemary, what's the typical engagement that you do with somebody? Is it something that is, is uh, you know, can you pick a longevity or is it depending on, is every case different? You know, can you look at something and say, this dog's gonna take, you know, six months to, to cure yeah. of whatever the obedient issue is. Uh, do you have a good sense when you look at it or, or yeah. is there a lot of unknowns in the process as well? Sometimes, I have to be honest, sometimes there's some unknowns. And I say, I have to get a visual, like like a lot of my phone calls and people want to talk to me about stuff. And I go, I would need to see you and how you're acting. But now I can tell by the tone of someone's voice. I had a guy recently that he just introduced another dog into his pack. And he says, the first time he's had any problems and I'm listening to him. And I said, the dog's not the problem you are. And I brought something to his attention. And he was like, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I said, I can tell, I said, Truthfully, I would need to see it and, and get a good visual on what's happening there. But you just rescue this dog. He shouldn't even be with the pack just yet. He's fearful, doesn't know what's going on, just lost his original owners. He's in an unfamiliar environment. And then you're throwing him into a pack and then you're yelling at him because he's growling and, and snapping at everybody. Get away from me. It's like, mm -hmm. imagine you go into a brand new job, scared to death. You got, you know, all these people around you and you're trying to do the best job you can. And then, but your, your fear, you know, cause fear clogs the brain you can't think straight. And does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, uh, you know, so, so it sounds to me like a big part of your message is you've got to stop and think. I mean, it sounds to me, a lot of what you're playing is you're, you're, you're playing a psychologist for the owner yes. as much as a trainer to the dog. Yes. Um, and, yes. and a big part of it is understanding the human dynamic and how humans react to the to the to the animal. Yes, because I did have one couple. The woman said to me, "I used I used uh, your method on my husband, and he sat down right away and behaved himself." <laughs> I thought I was going to die. If it worked, that's great. <laughs> I said, "But don't blame me." <laughs> Uh, that, that's wonderful. So yeah. um, given that we've gone through and, and I'd imagine there's, uh, you know, I looked at some statistics the, the other uh, week about uh, dog ownership and it's just gone through the roof. I, it's shocking yeah. to me how many uh, dogs there are in this country. Uh, it's somewhere, it's like one of, I don't know, 330 million people. There's something like a hundred million dogs or some, you know, crazy. Yeah. So it's almost like one out of every three people in this country has a dog. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's going up 60%. And, and so what, uh, what is the, if you could pick one piece of uh, advice or guidance that you would give to uh, new pet owners or any pet owner, uh, even if people have done it multiple times, what's, what's, what, where's the, what's the foundation, what's the starting ground to making sure they get off on the right, right foot? My thing is that as soon as you bring a dog in the house, now when you do adopt a dog from a shelter, you need to give that dog at least two to four weeks for adjustment period. So bringing everybody in the home, it's like if you brought a baby home, you wouldn't want everybody in the house touching your baby, you're trying to relax. So, you know, it, and the rules have to be established immediately when you come in the house. Because one of the big things that I get calls on is jumping and dragging you around the leash. So when you bring a puppy home or a new dog home and he runs to greet you at the door and they jump up and you love that and you hold them and you love them and you cuddle them and, and I always go yeah that's cute now wait till they're a year old and then you're gonna be calling me and saying I can't stop this dog from jumping all over everybody right and then if you and and if you teach them right away I tell people when you come home your dog should be the last thing you pay attention to wait till they're calm quiet and collective and not asking for the attention 
then you go ahead and give them some, some of your love, maybe throw a ball, some activity for them, right? So it, it's like when you're introducing a dog into your family, the rules have to start immediately. No biting hands, no, no climbing in the bed with you. All that stuff has to be established right away. And you can do it. I, I take 16 week old puppies and they sit down, stay, recall. So no leash. So, and and how important is it? Because uh, one of the things that comes to mind uh, when you say that, and and I think it's again, it's instinct, right? And most of what a dog does is instinctual. Uh, you come in the door, they greet you right away, or they come come to you, and and um, it, it, does it change the dynamic if if you get down to the dog's level? Uh, in other words, you know, dog is happy to jump up on you. You don't want that to happen. Is it okay to get down and play with the dog? Um, and, well, and be on their territory, or are you, are, are you seen as a leader of a pack in doing that? Let me verify what you're asking, though. Are you saying when you first came in the door, and you're doing this well, when you first came in the door? So well, again, I, so, so so I think your your initial response is let the dog settle, let the dog realize dog that they're not be settled, right? Yeah. Because what you're doing is that you're imprinting that. Yes, this is what I want you to do. When anybody comes through this front door, I want you to jump all over them, lick them. You, you don't want your guests inundated with dogs when they come through the door, right? Because uh, others, I say, put a sign on the door. Don't touch my dogs until I say it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you create that high energy and that high activity and they're up here real high. And then everybody starts pushing and shoving, right? And then the dog feels your anxiety. So now that makes it, that impacts it. Oh, you're, you're you're upset. Let me let me love you and bring that. Up. Let me let love you some more. They're trying to fix it now, so it gets right. really out of control. And it becomes a vicious cycle. So yeah, yes, it, it becomes a vicious it, cycle. It's the it, same thing as petting a dog or cuddling a dog and holding a dog when they're fearful. You think you're soothing the dog. You're not. What you're doing is that you're telling the dog, "Yes, this is correct. This is how I want you to act." When you when you give them that affection for that behavior. Excellent stuff. Some, some great, fabulous tips. Um, Rose Marie Williams, owner of K9, uh, this dog obedience training. If people want to reach out and talk more to you about uh, what it is that you do and how they can uh, gain from your services, what's the best way for them to reach you? You can reach me on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, any of the social medias on the Rose Marie Williams. And you can also look for, because I'm, I'm, I've got a book in, in process, it's called Lead the Human Pack think like a dog trainer. So um, I'm excited about that coming out soon too. So, and I just did a uh, TEDx talk on this. So if they wanted to reach out, all you gotta do is look for me on Facebook and look for Rosemary Williams or Canine This Dog Training. Either way, it'll come up. Excellent. Well, it's uh, some, some great advice and great guidance. And it sounds as though uh, about one in three people in the country can use your uh, benefit from the messages that you're providing. So yeah. I wish you uh, great success uh, on the book launch and, uh, and uh, we'll have to come back and, and, uh, and, and get some more tips from you. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, our guest has been Rosemary Williams, owner of Canine This Dog Obedience Training. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.